Good evening, everyone. I'm so excited to end the month of March for at least Manifesting with Meg Conversations with Extraordinary People with an amazing interview. And I can't wait to actually introduce you to her. I am. Um, I'm excited. This is episode 48 and it's Power of Simplicity Tonight. And I'm looking forward to really getting down to the simplicity and to the, you know, less complicated things and, and truly get out of our comfort zone tonight as we talk about service and, and October, the month of Empowered Through Service. So I want to welcome all you to the show about life transformation, living your dreams, spiritual inspiration, finding true happiness, and my favorite, discovering bliss. So we're time to manifest the life of your dreams. And I get to introduce you to some amazing people who are doing just that, living the life of their dreams. Certainly, it's been an interesting path for, for every guest that I have. So I can't wait to share that path with all of you and so that they can inspire you. And today's been an amazing day. I, I'm, I'm super excited because I started off great this morning. I got a Mom's Choice Award for my ma my magical guide to bliss, which is what the show is based upon. And I get to end the evening with Hillary. So without further ado, I want to remind everyone that bliss is not just an abstract idea. It is an attainable state of being. Whoever you are, wherever you are, and wherever you find yourself, you're just steps away from living the life of your dreams. And we are ready to wake up to a universe path of possibility. So before I introduce you, Hillary, I always say we'd like to set our intentions for the interview. I always say I want to have a good time and enjoy myself because I love the conversations. I always leave here with something really magical and really uh, inspiring myself. But we set our intentions and you pick a number. And at the end of the interview, um, one of the pages from my book I talk about with you, and, and we share that as your gift. So without further ado, go ahead and do that. Yep. And I'm going to introduce Hillary Keeley. Hillary is the executive director of a nonprofit foundation that is one of the largest private funders of brain tumor research in the United States. Prior to this role, Hillary served as the chief legal officer of a pediatric healthcare system, I'm sorry, health system, acting chief of staff of a six billion federal healthcare system, and spent more than 12 years as an attorney with the US Department of Health and Human Services. She is definitely a achiever, for sure, people. This person will tell you all what she's been through and all where she's going, and as simple words and terms as possible, but to show you guys that it's never over. You're always growing, you're always into your life. She is a graduate of the University of Florida, so all you Gators out there are gonna love that. And the George Washington University School of Law. So a lot of you DC people, a little cold right now, but that's where she hails from as well. And she's also an avid wellness enthusiast and truly has a curiosity towards enlightenment. I know this because I've had the pleasure of knowing her now for over a year. I can't wait to share this extraordinary woman with all of you. So let's get empowered to make the changes you need to manifest the most amazing life of your dreams. And without further ado, welcome, Hillary. It's so nice to see you. I, 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 I love that this Zoom option. Me, We're still in Florida together, but you're in the north part of Florida and I'm in the south. But you know, I'm sure it's a little cooler up there for you. It's getting a little breezy down here, so I get excited about that. <laughs> but welcome to the show. I'm really excited. Can you tell the audience a little bit in your own words about yourself, you know, and then share with us basically the professional side and the personal side that you would like us to start off with tonight? Oh, sure. And first of all, thank you for um, for having me. This is uh, definitely out of my comfort zone, and so it's um it's, it's exciting to to be here. So, um. So the, the topic was really intriguing to me that, you know, power of simplicity and, and, and service. And I, um, you know, growing up that service was always a focus 
for my family, um, whether it was from volunteering um, or in, or professionally. Um, and I, I would say that as I transitioned from high school to college to law school and, and then ultimately into my professional career, that service was always at the forefront of what I did. And um, I had to believe in what I'm doing and I still have to believe in what I'm doing, um, both professionally and personally. Um, and so I, I've had a lot of really amazing opportunities to give back. Um, and, and I would say that at the same point, um, having an opportunity to, to do the work that I'm doing now, working with, um, with top brain cancer researchers throughout the country and just getting to see the amazing things that they're doing. And so I, I would say that, that um, from a personal perspective, that, that it's, it's service that drives me. So let me ask you something, just so people will understand how your perspective of service is derived from. What is your definition for you of service in your life? And it can be professional or personally, but I always like to know, like, you know, everyone, that word is such a great big word. It encompasses so much. And I always like to know from a perspective of someone who's so, you know, achieved and accomplished, um, what it means to you to, to serve. So I think that it's taken some time for me to really kind of hone what it means to me. Um, but I, I did probably, goodness, 20 years ago, I did um, the Purpose Driven Life book. And then um, where it's, you start to try and create your your mission statement, your, your core values. And then that's led to other leadership programs that I think have similar types of, of things. And it's, you know, what are your talents that are unique to you? that what's the thing that makes you different from everybody else in a room yeah. and and how do you hone that talent in order to be able to to do something special that nobody else could and i and i think for me whether it's um in a volunteer capacity or whether it's in a job that my my core talents are are one and the same you know i i like that that you say that how how is it that we use our talents to really not let them just go to waste, but actually execute something amazing to help another person. And I think that it's interesting because the experience that we're all having in 2020, you know, a lot of people are getting lost in their own worlds. And I saw it say last last week that, you know, one of the best ways to shift out of the, the doldrums or feeling stuck is to actually serve others. I don't know how that speaks to you. Maybe you can um, you can address that a little bit. Sure. So, um, you know, I, I think one of the things that that's um, probably my my strongest talent is relationship building and um and connecting people and so one of the things that that i've i've tried to do whether it was early on through through zoom happy hours or through just trying to share that you're not alone in in, in the pandemic and that we're all going through these crazy things where we're juggling being a working a working mom a working wife a working um, you know, I became a, a homeschool teacher, all those things that I think many of us are, are struggling with. Um, but it's it, it's creating that that um, interconnected world so you don't feel so alone when you don't actually see somebody. Yeah, I love that. I think that's awesome. And I think that the fact of the matter is a lot of us have like thrived or maybe survived, let's use that term, um, through this whole experience because we've reached out in different ways to connect so that we don't feel like we're so alone. I love that. You're, you definitely are a relationship builder. You identify um, your strengths, especially in business and, and as well in personal uh, relationships. I, I love it because 
in conjunction with the theme tonight for the power of simplicity, I know it's like some people are like, oh my God, where do I start? And I think that's a really interesting component with, especially with service, because you can start really simply. And from that place of, you know, you know, maybe just helping somebody who's your neighbor, you know, obviously maybe social distance or mass or whatever, but who, who might be alone or, 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 you know, feeling less connected with the world, that might be a first place, but I'm going to go to the quote. The quote today is, I appreciate simplicity, true beauty that lasts over time and a little wit and eclecticism that makes life more fun. And, and, you know, it really starts with those basic, you know, fundamentals, you know, um, when you look at the world in, in simpler terms, like, you know, maybe, um, I know that you're a very outdoorsy person and I know that you engage and feel experience, like feel, uh, uh, you know, alive when you're outside. I know that that is one thing about living in Florida that you can in fact do that. But I think it's safe to say we're all yearning for these simpler times and, you know, a more simple life. And I think that's probably much, you know, you kind of weed out the noise and you're looking for more times to experience joy and a little bit more going with the flow. And I wanted to ask you in that same vein with like the keep it simple, you know, keep it simple. And they would say stupid, but sister, I'll say it that, you know, tell me how you interpret this in your own life these days with, you know, winding down to how, you know, um, everything put in a different perspective, perhaps. Sure. So, um, so prior to the pandemic, I would say that time on my calendar was meant to be filled. And if there was space on my calendar, it seemed like idle time or wasted time or time that I should be looking to do something. And I think that whenever I was sent home in March and told to just that, that, that I couldn't leave my house or I couldn't leave my neighborhood or, or, or where, whatever was going on at the time, um, it, it really made me um, start to look at time a little different. Um, yeah. I, I said yes to things a lot because I felt guilty to say no. And, um, and so my, my new mantra is this whole thing about creating margin and, um, in the empty time. And, um, and tell so I'm that. trying to tell me what that means. That sounds creating what? margin in the empty time. <laughs> yeah, I was like, What's that? No, it's, um, so, you know, that, that it's okay to have a buffer. Like it's okay mm-hmm. to schedule 30 minutes between meetings just to be able to catch your breath. And, and, and it's, um, and I would say that a year ago, I was not comfortable doing that. And it's, um, and so this margin that I'm creating is margin that's giving me time to actually have a conversation with my husband where I'm not looking at my, at my phone and trying to do emails at the same time. And I, I it's that the, the multitasking that, that kind of defines me, I think I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it a little differently. No, I, I like that. I think that, you know, like when you're someone who feels like they have only a certain amount of time during the day to pack your schedule and you're being pulled in so many different ways, you know, kids and family and like, and then you take that moment and that time for yourself in between and take a deep breath. That's fascinating. And you know, it's funny. I was, I'm taking this happiness studies Academy course. And one of the things that he says is like a part of the wonder drug of life is when you actually rest and Winston Churchill during the war, he would take naps in the middle of the day because sometimes it was just too much 
all of the stress all at once, he had to take a break and just clear his mind so he could make effective judgments and effective decisions instead of just powering through, which I was like, okay, if he can do it, maybe we can all give ourselves. And I love this creative margin concept that you're, you're submitting right now, because I think that that's exactly what you're saying. And in, in, in so many words, because, you know, if you give that time to breathe, then, you know, maybe you get a little clarity in between instead of running one to the other. And that kind of goes, um, you know, with the whole idea around you getting creative around, you know, your schedule around the, the pandemic. And, you know, um, and it's also, you know, I love the quote is coming up over and over again with regards to, you know, service in general is that instead of cursing the darkness, you know, light your own candle. Well, how do you go about doing that? So I would love to know, and I, I think this creative margin is a wonderful tool, but what other tools could you offer to, to the audience today that would basically give them some sustenance maybe as to how to deal with possible anxiety or anything to that effect? Sure. And I, and I think that these are extraordinarily challenging times, whether it's from um, a personal perspective, a family perspective, a uh, you know, country, international, I mean, it, it, fill in the blank. Yeah. And, <laughs> All um, <laughs> All um, and, and, it, and one of the things is that, you know, what, what can we really control and what's within our control and, and what are things that, that, that how do you find the joy in life? And, and it was, um, you know, really early on, um, in the pandemic, this was, I think it was March the 16th, which I think that's probably a day that resonates with a lot of people, which is um, kind of when when everything really kind of changed. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, my, my office shut down and sent everyone home. And we, um, we were very fortunate that we had no furloughs and in fact had two offers out and they, the people had already given notice. And, and so we honored the commitments and moved forward. Um, and I, and I went home that day and it was just, I was like, you know, we have the ability to be able, we're very fortunate. How do we pay that forward? And so we, I, I, I called, um, you know, I called the people who, who did service contracts for us and said, you know, whether you come to our house or not, like that, that we have a job and you're going to have a job. So just don't worry. And it's, um, and, and then those, those lessons changed over time where it was, like you said earlier, that neighbors that needed things picked up from the grocery store and, um, and and so now it's just that turn off the television for a couple of hours a day and just think about um, think about what you have and the people that are surrounding you and um, and and so to try and find the joy in life and and I, and I think we all can. I think as a term of simplicity, turning off the TV might be the best advice that you give to anyone who's listening right now because honestly just tuning out the world, the noise, there's so much of it coming at us that it's hard to really see what is important and what is not important when you hear a bunch of screaming constantly. So I think that that's fantastic to turn off the TV, turn off the noise. And you know, I, I think it's really important because your, your job is a high power job. And I love the fact that you guys were, did not, you know, contract, you expanded in, in a situation where there was a lot of uncertainty and you did that with in your professional life as well as your personal life. Now you're a CEO of Sontag Foundation and and this tell us a little bit about that. I'm gonna I'm gonna show this in the stream. Um, that's you're very young 
And the fact of the matter is, is that you are incredibly competent that you could handle like such a big job, but the power of, of you in your path of life and, and how you actually paced yourself and you're focused on your goals. Tell us a little bit of how you came to this, this position, if you don't mind. Um, so, so I think it's funny. I, I was saying that I, I said yes to things, um, sometimes because I felt guilty of saying no, but at the same point, I think a lot of my professional success came from saying yes and walking through doors. And, um, and so early on when I was, um, when I was at the general counsel's office at health and human services, um, I was, I was very young. I didn't have a family. And so when there were the tough cases that might've meant traveling on a Sunday to Alaska with three hours notice, <laughs> I was able to get on a plane and go. And How likely is that to do now? How likely is that to happen? <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's not. And it's, um, but at the time, you know, I, I was, I was able and, and as a result, got some really great real world experience, just living in chaos. And, um, <laughs> And then I, I think, you know, fast forward where those experiences led um, the, the last year of the Obama administration, um, there was some some major issues going on within the Indian Health Service. And and I was I was asked to, to serve as a senior policy advisor and ultimately the chief of staff of, of the organization. And um, and it really just catapulted my life because of the opportunity to say yes. And um, and so, you know, I, I am, um, I look at the opportunity where, where I am today and, um, and it's, um, it, it's, it's a combination of hard work and a lot of, a little bit of luck. And I, um, I remember it, you know, I sat for the first time with my funder who comes into the office every single day and, and is, um, you know, my, my job is to help, um, to continue to catapult his vision and, um, you know, we, we sat for the first time for three hours and I, I still wasn't really sure if um, if if it was going good or not at the, end of, at the end of the first time. But he invited me back several more times. And um, and so I would just say to everyone that that it's um, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of luck, but there's a lot of hard work that goes into to having the opportunities and that when you've got when you've got the time in your life to take risk, take it because you won't always have that time right. um, or ability to take risk. And I think that's really important as well, you know, knowing where you are on your path in life and knowing, you know, how risk adverse you might be or how, you know, how risk positive you might be, like whether this is maybe, okay, I'm, this is the time. It's like, and, and I think a lot of people will talk themselves out of those leap of faith because, you know, they're not sure and they'd rather be the safe situation rather than, you know, seeing, like we're talking about pushing our boundaries, right? So, you know, opportunities they show up all the time and, and yeah hard work but you were paying attention Hillary you were paying attention to all the opportunities as they showed themselves and you did trust your gut as well and and that's not to be uh, looked at lightly because that's really important because a lot of people in the, in, in the staying safe will never you know try to you know get out of their comfort zone but because of the fact that you even felt in the uncomfort right in the and in, in the discomfort you actually did say yes to a challenge that would have you grow professionally 
So the journey becomes that more exciting. And that's how and I, I love this part because you are the mother of two beautiful girls. And certainly the fact of the matter is that we are mothers of stubborn little girls with fierce attitudes because they look at us and they see what we're doing. You don't want to put that fire out. They'll need it. And that's the fire that you have in your and you to say no, but you were saying not you were saying no to the things that no longer served you. So you could say yes to those opportunities that were ready to come and, and lift you. So I don't know if that is something that you, you, you are proud of, like, I'm sure you're proud of it, but you're how you, how you interact with your own daughters and, and that you're a CEO too is, is you're at the table for anyone who's listening, who wants to be at the table. What would that be as far as, you know, what service could you give to them as far as that inspiration to engage them? What would they, what would be a first step for them to do as well? Sure. And I, and I think that my my best experience that I've ever had was working with the Indian Health Service. And it's that every negotiation that I went to was with a different tribe, a different sovereign nation, different cultures, different values, different uh, different life journeys. And um, and so it taught me really early on to listen and to be open to um, to be open to, to new perspectives. And um, and I and I think that that's really important, to, especially in 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 the times that we're living, that everybody has their own unique life experience, mm -hmm. and if we just take the time to listen, that there's probably more that we're alike than we are dissimilar, but it's um, it does take it's 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 a honed art, and um, and I don't think that I would have ever ever had experienced it but for the fact that i was able to travel across the country to be able to meet so many different tribes so many different perspectives and um, how did you get involved in that job i'm curious because so the job was with regard to sovereign like you said sovereign indian nations correct mm -hmm. like in, sure. in, in this country so explain a little bit because that's fascinating to me you know i have to say i don't think i knew this <laughs> about you which is exciting. Um, i'm like oh i learned something new Sure. So, so my great grandfather is um, is a member of 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 one of the Creek Nations in Georgia. It's a state recognized tribe. But um, and and so we were when when I was looking for jobs out of out of law school, um, I I was really good at contract negotiations. That was kind of my skill set that 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 worked really well. And there was a position that was open within the department in the public health division. And, um, and so I applied and I met probably one of the best mentors that I would ever have in my entire life. She's, I had talked to her two days ago and, um, and that I became her second for, um, and, and we were responsible for negotiating, um, the contracts for when the federal government, um, so the federal government through treaty obligations provides healthcare services for tribes. Right. And tribes can either have their services provided directly or they can contract to take to, to take responsibility. And so we worked on um, we worked on the contracts that transferred um, the responsibility from the federal government to the tribes. It was um, it was a it was a really cool it was a really cool opportunity.
So you traveled all over the country in this job, and I loved how you said that you had a mentor. This woman stepped up, and she really took you under your wing as well. And you have the relationship to this day, which is a a form of service. I mean, literally, when you are in a position in your job, like like you are now, or like you were then with this this wonderful woman, you know, when she turns around and carries you forward by. Sharing her wisdom and her knowledge—that's a highest form of service to the next generation, and so on and so on. I've, I'm a big advocate of the mentoring process. Certainly, I think it's one of the most incredible tools for growing. And I think that even better、um, as 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 women, bringing the younger women forward to the table, literally, and also for men as well. You know, showing them a different way. I always say, you know, I want to teach you how to be professional, but I also want to show you that you can't bifurcate your professional and your personal either. So, I literally, how you show up is how you show up. So, in that respect, I think that's amazing, and I love that story. And then you're saying you went to Alaska, you were able to travel the whole country with all these different different tribes and learning from different perspectives. What a great life experience!、Um, you know, this show is about introducing people to extraordinary.、Um, People, my audience needs to understand that there are women like you out there who are making a difference and have faced challenges to get there as well. And and I really think it's important now because you know in the world of social media and how we all show up in this you know oh I'm perfect you know like whatever which is clearly not the case we're all like you know shattered and falling in the corners half the time. I always laugh if people knew how long I stayed in my closet after my mother passed away they would be like that's the same person I just had to. Push through on the outside. Would come home and, and hang out, but that's the reality of the human existence. We all are going through different periods of our lives. So having these challenges in yours, what are the greatest lessons that you can share that have allowed you to show up as a person, a beautiful woman of service into the world now? Sure. And, and I would go back to mentors. Is that there are women that build women up, and there are women that tear women down,、mm. and that surround yourself by women that build women up. And it's、um, and it and、um, surround yourself by people that make you a better person,、mm-hmm. and that people who who appreciate you for your faults as well as 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 your the the, the benefits that you bring to the world, and、um, and it's that life is messy, and that you can be.、Um, You know, life can be going along smoothly, and all of a sudden, things from the outside rock your world, and、um, and 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 then when those times happen, you know, take the time you need to be able to heal, and it's、um, and it's and 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 it happens. But、um, but I would say that the lessons that I would tell my daughters is that that whenever you start, whenever you start feeling down. Look around the people that you're around, and see if it might be the people that are around you, and and, and that may be the reason why you're not feeling as as positive as you could be feeling right now. I think that's incredible advice, especially to、uh, the, the your your daughters and to the next generation, because I think that you might think it's something wrong with you when you have to detach, because it's usually never about you anyway. And I love how you're saying is surround yourself with people who really help elevate you, and it kind of goes to this. 
this quote, we need to hang around people that pour water on the fires of our fears and throw gasoline on the passions of our dream. I don't know how that speaks to you. I would love to know how that speaks to you, but the reality is, is what you're saying. Surround your, yourself with people who are going to, to do that, encourage you through the fears and you know, you know, elevate you with your passions. So maybe you can speak to that a little bit as well. Sure. This is, um, so this is kind of a, an, a silly story, but, um, this past weekend we went camping and my, um, my oldest daughter was really afraid of the wind that was blowing through the tent. And, um, one of my very good girlfriends went and laid in the, in the tent with her and was like, it's just wind. It's just wind. You're going to be okay. Talked her off the ledge. And, um, and she woke up the next morning and she's like, I camped and it was just, she's oh like, I conquered my, I conquered my fear and I camped. And oh my it's, um, God, that's so, awesome. Like, that's awesome. I, you know, I, I so, but there, I think that story, um, that there's people like that, you know, whether it be that you're going to take the SAT for the first time or the GMAT yep. or the LSAT or that, um, or that you're going to walk in, that you're going to walk in and, and, and quit a job in a pandemic because you know, it's not <laughs> the right job for you. And, that there's going to be something that's going to be there that is and it's um well you know you know that takes a lot of courage and uh, and to to elevate past your fears and maybe you can give us uh, an example of your life how you elevated yourself by facing your fears and it really turned out to be one of the best decisions of your life where something that you saw was so you know difficult but because of your own you know because you're and I will say this, Hillary is very much someone who will educate herself. She loves the curiosity of life to enlighten herself, to give herself the tools. And I, I really want to point that out. That's an exceptional person not to sit, but I'll have that curiosity to know. And I think a lot of people would benefit from that, that uh, mentor experience because the whole point of the matter is, is that you know unless you are in a position where you need to really get some you know um, different perspective but you you will feed your own passions and that is something that i really admire about you but going back to the whole idea of what maybe you can share with us a story where you were challenged that you went past and it was really it turned out to be a really wonderful experience in the end but didn't feel like it at the beginning oh i mean so there's there's lots of them um but i do think one thing before I share that story is that um, when when you're looking to do something new, that recognize your strengths, recognize where you're able to learn to your capacity, and then surround yourself by people that fill the voids that you need to get the job done. And that, I think that's I like that. that that realizing, you know, I'm this is as far as I can go, and just making sure that that you're not taking on something that you know you're going to fail. And I, and, and I think that's probably a really good life lesson. That's great. Um, and, and then the second was like, you know, a time that, that, so we bought a house in 2006. Um, and then it obviously 2008 came and hmm. for the next, you know, seven, eight years, we attempted to sell the house and, um, to and it was just it was so frustrating and I remember going to the church at my girls school and just it was the only time I think in my entire life I've ever been just angry with God and um, and then I, I get this job offer where I'm supposed to come down to meet to come to Florida 
and a hurricane hits. Oh. And, um, and so I get a job offer via text message and I forward it to my husband and he's like, say yes, we'll figure it out. I'm like, yes. I was like, we, we, we've been trying to sell our house for almost 10 years. Like, how are we going to figure this out? And it was, um, he's like, just say yes, we'll figure it out. And we leaped and it was, um, you know, that job wasn't the right job for me. It wasn't the place where God had intended me to be, but it was the placeholder that got us out of that house and to, to, a, to a place where we have never been happier as a family, living a very simple life. And, and, and now in a job that I, I could not have, um, I couldn't have ever dreamed that I would be in. So it's, um, it's I, I do think sometimes it's the, it's the saying yes, it's taking that leap of faith. Yeah. And then even sometimes when you, you continue to hit the roadblocks, just realizing it might just be a pause. Yeah, I like I I think that's an incredible way of looking. And I love the fact that your husband just said, Go, just take it. We'll figure it out. And 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 ultimately you did. But it's not, it's it's like um, I don't know why I'm Winston Churchilling it tonight, but you know, he said, when you're going through hell, keep going. Don't unpack there and and stay there. And a lot of people, you know, I think that there's a pause, it's good to pause, but I, I think that eventually when you get regain your strength, you need to get up and start moving forward in those incremental steps again, which is clearly something that you you abide to as well, because you know, there's one, one, you know, it's so funny. It's kind of the definition of insanity, hitting yourself, your head against the wall over and over and expecting a different result. And the bottom line is you're the only one who's really going to be able to make the change. You, if you can't change other people, which is, you know, kind of the frustration because we want to say, but you can't see what I'm saying, you know? And I think that, you know, it's, it's fascinating because, you know, as far as visions go, I think that kind of is the, you know, you know, kind of the, the sign where you just get so frustrated. It's more uncomfortable where you are than where you're going. And I love that he said that because that's just like, okay, let's do this. We have each other and look what you ended up with a lifestyle. Your children are, are thriving where you are. That's amazing. So, you know, like I said before, my vision is to gain engage extraordinary people. So other people get, you know, a hit of, of the whole idea of that it's possible even if you think it's not possible is, you know, the, the impossibility is just, I'm possible in the end. And, you know, embracing the spirit of learning, which you definitely do instead of following blindly, you know, kind of succumbing to, I guess this is my existence. I'm done. I'm staying here. I, I'll never change, you know, is something that, you know, definitely speaks to, to me. And, and, and I find that, you know, in our conversations, it speaks to you as well. So let me ask you another question as far as the whole, you know, spirit of learning and engagement, like what other things really are moving you in your life on this path forward? You're in a great job. Now you have a wonderful situation with your family. What keeps your fires and your, of your passions burning? Well, I mean, I think from a, from a professional perspective, I get to work with, um, with early career scientists. So these are, um, these are scientists within their first five years of, of, um, of getting their faculty positions at, at major universities. And so it's, um, they're really in their, um, their growth spirit. And so finding ways to make sure that, that they're, that they're taking the breaks they need, especially in the middle of a pandemic. Um, we've been doing these happy hour calls once a month just to check in and make sure that they're okay. Um, and, and I, I do feel like that I'm, I'm able to be a mentor for people that perhaps mentor with a dotted line, um, that's, um, that it's, it's just, you know, 
I've been there. I understand what it's like when you're paying for childcare and it seems like your entire salary is going towards childcare, but life will get better. <laughs> um, and, and then, you know, from a, from a family perspective that this past year has just been, I, I know that I, I go back to the be a light is it's that I, this past year has been awesome in the fact that I have had time that I would have never had before to go on bike rides and to go on walks and to, we did a scavenger hunt at one point. Like, I mean, it's just like it, that doing things that, that I would have never had time for because I was living under a philosophy that, that time was wasted if it wasn't built. That's awesome. You know, and so I guess how, how do you think this is sustainable change that you're going to keep going after hopefully, you know, we kind of, go back to some, or, or there's that, this new normal that you're embracing now that, you know, serves yourself and your family in such a way in simplicity, you know, riding, I could just see you riding your bikes around, you know, on a beautiful sunny day and just experiencing your kids. And it's making me feel very guilty right now because my daughter keeps asking me to go skating. <laughs> I was just like, I think I have to do that. I have to create my own margins in my, in my, in my, in my time, because, you know, literally they're asking me now, but later they're not going to do that anymore more because they're going to be wanting to be with their own people <laughs> their own friends so yeah go ahead well no i mean i i, I think it's going to be a challenge and it's that it's really easy to slip back into old habits mm -hmm. and so um you know at some point we're going to have to start traveling for work again i mean it's just it, it will be inevitable that life will have to go back to normal and so are there places within that new normal where I can still be able to carve out that space? And um, and and so I think that's probably where kind of my vision is for the next six to nine months is just not not losing sight. Oh, God bless you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I you know I think that's really good. Kind of like trying. It's like it's like those neural pathways when you when you set a habit for 21 days, and it's clearly been over 21 days now. We're like since March 16th, like you pointed out. You know, all of us wanting to set different pathways to better habits. And I think that one of the things, and especially since you're a wellness person, you know, one of the things that really stands out to me as far as tools and practices is, um, you know, if you're feeling stressed, a lot of wonderful. Um, hormones, stress hormones are reduced and the good stuff goes up when you actually go out for a walk or exercise in a certain way that elevates elevates those good feeling hormones, your endorphins. And, and I think that, you know, when, once again, when we're manifesting the life of our dreams, certainly these are the kind of conversations that as someone who would mentor another person, what would you suggest to other people when you're engaging in the whole idea of what tools do you use to manifest the life of your dreams? Sure, sure. And so I think some of the best advice that I've ever gotten. So, and, and you know this about me, Meg, but it's, so I'm a huge journaler and, um, and journaling for me is helpful because it allows me to go back and see the progress that I've made and where, where are the times that I feel stressed and what's causing that stress? And then is it something where for a long time that I viewed things like getting my hair done or getting my nails done? as a treat where I was like, no, it really isn't a treat. It's just kind of a job. I love you. And, um, <laughs> yeah. and it, I mean, it is. And yeah. so what are things that really are treats? Is it going and, you know, sitting outside and reading a book? Is it, yeah. is it going for a walk? Um, but, but if exercise again is a job, 
then that's not doing anything to relieve stress. And so what are the things that really do relieve stress? And it might be doing a meal delivery service a couple of days a week, or is it doing, and, and so I think those things are all different for everyone, but, um, I, I think that I have over the last year, I think I've started realizing more and more that a lot of things I was call, calling treats were yeah. actually not really treats at all. It was like, oh, you went to the, you, you spent the day going to the grocery store and to the dry cleaners. I'm like, not really a treat, but <laughs> it's, you know, you know, it's, it's, yes, it's, it's very interesting because now we're like, okay, wait a second. You know, if we had the choice to spend our time certain ways, grocery store is certainly not one of them. And I'm Instacarting more likely than not lately, but I'm with you. I think that the way you spend your time is how you choose, especially when you're working so hard to juggle your whole life you know, systems. So everybody keeps, everybody keeps moving forward, you know? And I, it's funny because I love my daughter so much, but I keep getting phone calls from her school. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, cause she's at home and I'm like, okay, my treat is a day that goes by without having these phone calls. So I can afterwards reward her and we go for our little walk. We have a one mandatory walk. We go outside the house, but it's like reevaluating what that means to you. And I love that you put it. So what are the things that you do love that you do do, you know, that give you that boost and that stress release and that endorphin kick? Um, so I'm a horrible cook. I don't enjoy cooking. And so finding somewhere that is outside that I'm allowed to eat, that it's not, that, that I'm not the one that's cooking. Oh, I like that. Um, <laughs> that it's, um, that I, I like to read and I, I don't get to read enough. And so, um, so I've, I've started buying, um, more books that are, um, are a little lighter and, um, and then Any I, mean, good I, 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 do, I, I do love to ride my bike. So, I mean, I rode my bike this morning. It's, um, that's probably one of my, my favorite things to do. Any good book suggestions that are a light read and engaging and no, not right now. Probably not. <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, no, it's but you know, I think that also, you know, I think when it comes time to get simple, you know, about life, we, we, we decide how, what's important to us now. So time to manifest, what is important to you right now in your life? Um, so I'm, I'm dealing with, and I know that this is probably silly to say to somebody who has a senior in high school. So I'm, I'm beginning to realize like how limited my time is with, with my girls. And so it's that, um, how do, how do we create memories and how do we spend time together as a family? And it's, um, you know, once they get out of the house, I'm going to have nothing but time to continue to, uh, to be a workaholic if I choose to, um, and, um, I mean, I, I, and, and so, um, it is, I, you know, one of the things that you told me before, like during COVID and you had said it and said, you guys, fan, you, you guys, you know, plan, you're getting excited about different trips that you guys were going to take into the future. And I think that, you know, the whole goes into the whole idea about you creating memories with your kids and even the planning it itself was something that was getting all of you excited for when everything goes back to normal, like hopefully, you know, like at least, you know, some semblance of, you know, normalcy. But I think that was one of the things that I took away from you that was really impressive and empowering to me. So like going back to the whole prioritizing and, and you know, what we want to do in our season or life or decade in life, you know, how has this um, whole experience maybe changed your priorities now? Oh, 
I think it absolutely has. So the so the, the vacation planning was actually was hilarious because I am um, on March the 16th when we when we went home, um, my girls still had like a week off of school for spring break and nothing to do. And and so I was still having to work and and so I assigned them all for uh, um, I, I assigned them to plan this their vacation for post COVID. And so um, my yeah, my youngest picked uh, going to the rainforest, and my um, oldest picked going to Madagascar. So it was. Um, <laughs> it, <laughs> it was oh my god! You were going on adventure trips, I think. <laughs> I think yes, that. they were. They were awesome. But um, but no, I you know I'm doing this. Um, I do a weekly Bible study with. It's a Zoom Bible study with some friends from all over the country, and um, oh and what I'm realizing is that it's on finding balance, and that my answers had I answered them a year ago versus today would be completely different. And so yes, COVID has reset my my preferences in life. But it's um I do think that 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 there's some value in simplicity. I think that's awesome. I think that you know when you engage with people from a you know a place where that you can breathe life into yourself and take like you said the pause and and balance that with you know I love that you're because you're definitely a leader professionally and now literally per, per, personally you're leading this group to bring people a, a sense of you know calm and balance you know from a place of even through zoom well as we all know zoom is where a lot of us have been found you can find us on zoom which is a good thing as well as you know sometimes you know a little overwhelming but you know i i wanna i wanna um i wanna really set out uh you're talking about balance and, you know, do you have articulated a, a vision or a new mission in your life because of what's happened these last months in, in COVID? Um, so, so it's really funny. Like, I don't really think my mission has changed at all because it's, um, and I would, I would go back to what I was saying that my, my mission statement, I don't really think has changed since I was 21 and oh, it's, wow. um, that, that sort of the ways that I've used my talents and the ways that I've done things um, may have changed, but that the the core values that have driven me as a person I think are the same that I was when when I when I first really embarked on on that journey. Mm. Um, so I I think where I am now is it's being more um, more open to to listening to um, the needs of the people around me and also to my own needs and I think my own needs are the ones that um, that probably sacrificed the most as as I was growing up in my early career that's awesome too. and that's a lot of awareness you know I, I have this I have this beautiful meme that I created for myself because you know certainly when I get too anxious I'm like okay Meg what is my what is my creativity and what comes through me and it was I become aware of this mess with awareness and the only way I get to the awareness is if I stop and then it becomes so much more effortless which is kind of my thing I'm going for is this effortless notion that I've worked so hard there's got to be a point where you and I and, and for those who are you know spiritual you know I sometimes need to allow 
and my friend Kenneth always says, says this, the breath of God to carry my feather. Like, you know, I just have to sit in, in that pause and allow it to be carried so I don't fight, you know, the things that don't need to be fought and I can just enjoy the things that are just bringing me joy. So it's amazing that you're saying that you're, you're making, you're, you're looking at your own needs first as well, because now you've been pausing and I think our children are watching us, you know, maybe this is going to shape their lives in a different way where it's not, you know, the continued agitation, of course, in light of, you know, everything else. But I think that's really beautiful. So now comes the fun part. You set your intention for this wonderful conversation. And I thank Mike Spicola for being on. He's always a great supporter of Manifesting with Meg, as well as one of my guests. And he's always adding wonderful uh, tidbits as well. So thank you, Mike. Um, but I wanted you to share your intention and what page number you picked for tonight. So, so my intention was to, um, was was really just authenticity and to try and push myself to a comfort zone. This is the first time I've done something like this. So, um, so it was a lot of fun. And you did great. I, you know, obviously I always love talking to you. You always bring me something wonderful. <laughs> come out. I didn't, I don't have any worries. Like literally I see more, you know, in you than the people like literally what you came to is awesome. So go ahead. So tell us, tell us what the, the inspiration for the evening aligned with that. Okay. So I'm page 72 and it's, um, it's give compassion, not judgment. Hmm. Wow. I think we could all use a bit of that nowadays. <laughs> and I picked this for that and picked it completely blindly and just opened the book. And that was where I came to. So I love it. So go ahead and read it for your, the audience and it's give compassion, not judgment. So I got a fortune cookie that says to remember is to understand. I have never forgotten it. A good judge remembers what it was like to be a lawyer. A good editor remembers being a writer. A good parent remembers what it was like to be a child. Mm. So nothing in life is exactly as it seems. Your interpretation of how the journey should proceed is based on your own small worldview and experience. To bring connection rather than separation, before you judge another based on your own perspective, bring compassion to the table and leave criticism behind. You have your own mountains to climb and your own valleys to get through. You have your own blessings to cherish and your own life to live. You were born into this world to learn, grow, and discover your purpose. Do your best to understand others with compassion and love as you move forward. As you are on your path traveling through life, many are there to teach you. As you go about your days, your journey will be even more fulfilling if you if you purpose if if your purpose to seek compassionate connections built on mutual understanding. In your interactions today, attempt to stand for a moment in the shoes of another. As you allow kindness to permeate your relationship, be a light of compassion in a world that so desperately needs it. For it is by seeking to understand with a compassionate heart rather than by judging that you'll remember your roots even as your role changes. After all, we once started out as beautiful little children with endless possibilities. So ask compassionate questions to learn about someone else's life story. And you know, that kind of goes back to the beginning when we were talking about your first job with the, with, with the health services. And when you said that you were 
expanding your perspective. That's amazing. This is just a total full circle. And, and I and I think it's really something that we can all bring to what's happening in the world right now. And especially as, you know, the election gets closer and, you know, hopefully we all just soften our gaze upon another. And instead of becoming, you know, judgmental, get a compassion, a compassionate about their story. Thank you. That was amazing. That was amazing. That was just random. I love, I love the randomness and the synchronicity. It's never really a random experience. It's definitely all aligns to the real. And I just wanted to, to show one more of the memes in the stream. You know, as we move forward toward the end of the month of service, I want you all to truly understand your north, your true north, and don't let people pull you into their storm, pull them into your peace, which is definitely something I have learned from you, Hillary. You definitely uh, have gone through the storm to a place of peace. And I can tell in this conversation, you know, I love the creative mar create your margins. I love that. I'm going to use that all week and no one's going to be like mega enough, but, um, but, <laughs> but it's true because if you don't set your own calendar and give yourself the space to, to breathe and dream and create, then when will you? And I think that's fantastic, especially for the smartest people, in the room you need that more than anyone else because everybody's going to want to pull you in to their own agenda and you'll never have time for yourself so i really truly think that that creating your margin is pulling them into your piece so i love it awesome 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 that was what i'm taking away tonight so as we round up our empowering through service and through the power of simplicity, I, I want to continue to, you know, encourage everyone to manifest dreams and live the life you are here on with purpose and passion. Um, and I also want to encourage everyone to really what she said, you know, give compassion, not judgment in these last, you know, few days of the month and, and, and understand that, you know, you don't know what's going on in other people's world. There's a lot of anxiety out there. People, you know, we were talking at the outset that people haven't left their homes, you know, they, they're scared and, and no one knows who to believe. So, you know, if we soften our own judgments and, and be open to listening, like you were saying before, Hillary, having the conversations, then we really, we really are more empowered. And so with that, I want to thank Hillary, but I also want to give you the opportunity to give us all final inspiration tonight before we, we head off into being women and men of service in this world and, and seriously showing up with more compassion. So go for it. Well, I, I, I think that, you know, give somebody a compliment tomorrow, find a way to lift people up that everybody's struggling wear a smile even if you have a mask on it, it seems like that your eyes still smile mm -hmm. <laughs> so. I love that. oh my god your eyes do still smile i love that oh my gosh i love that that's awesome yeah i didn't mean to interrupt you that was awesome oh, you're <laughs> fine. that's awesome you know i used to do something when i was on interviews and i couldn't see the other person i would put a heart on the phone and, and like a sticky like a sticky note with a heart and like i would just like pretend to like you know give love to the conversation so the person on the other side wouldn't be so antagonistic usually with service calls like when i would deal with that you know i was always like okay there's gonna be love here or my interviews for sure but um that's awesome i i think that's amazing everyone you know your eyes definitely do still smile and you know i i one of my friends had said that her father always left a conversation and said 
you are just so delightful, you know, and it makes the other person feel like that time you spent with them was worthy and wonderful and magical and, and all of the above. Um, and, and I do always say when I come off of Hillary, I not only feel inspired by the, her perseverance and her intelligence and all of the above, but also, um, yes, you do feel that lightness. And, and I think that's amazing. And I want to share with everyone tonight, if you would give me this little room, I am coming out with my second book tomorrow. And I always say that every people I engage with and on the path, on the journey, everything, you know, are part of what I write because I learn a lot from you. And Hillary, I'm certain that there's a lot of in there that I learned through you. So I want to thank you for being that light in my life and saying yes to this, even though you were uncomfortable, because I hope it was a wonderful experience. And now we're going to see you on every interviewing show, because let me tell you what you're doing with your foundation and how you do what you do with your foundation with such integrity and character and the happy hours engaging these newbies who are probably like at their wit's end and not knowing how to juggle is really a leadership and service and that really is what we need more in this world our wonderful leaders who engage others from a place of bringing them with them so i want to say thank you all for your impressive impact on my life so i could write something of affirmations maybe this is the kind of time that we need all of that and i thank hillary because we get to actually launch this tomorrow and i wanted to announce it tonight so i'm really grateful for that um and you know I do want to give you one more opportunity to say whatever you want to say before we go, because I do always gain something more from you before the conversation's over. So, I, yeah, yeah. I, no, I, th I think I'm good. It was, good. It was a lot of fun and right. congratulations on your book. And, um, you. and I'm sure it'll be awesome. Thank you so much. So everybody, um, I want to thank Hillary again, and I'm going to um, include all of her information. If you do want to, you know, donate to the Soundtag Foundation, is that something that people can in fact do Hillary? Or um, so, so, yeah, so we actually don't, we don't fundraise. Um, we, we're just a grant making organization, but, um, but if, if people are called to the cause, there's lots of brain tumor um, organizations that I'd be happy to connect someone with um, if there's, if there's a life connect, connection or something. So, okay. I would love that. And I would love to offer the information as well. So afterwards, if you want to give that to me, I will definitely put in the feed and I will announce it to, because, you know, it's, you never know who is looking for, you know, something like this to, to be of service, or maybe that they want to refer someone else to that they could like, you know, get interested around something like that. Um, remember everybody, we're all here to be deliberate creators of our lives. Dream big and let's all together raise the positive vibrations in this world and embrace our magic and miracle. And don't forget to smile, even if you're wearing a mask, because your eyes do in fact smile and be kind to somebody and just reach out because this is really challenging times for everybody. And like Hillary said, you can be the change by just basically giving something of yourself in a small, simple way that'll change someone's day as like my sparkle and shine to brighten your way, brighten your day and lighten your way. And, and I think that's really the more of us that want to help each other, we can lift the tension and the burdens a little bit easy, make life a little easier where we all shine, which Hillary definitely does. And I can't wait to see all the magic that you do in your future and in your job and where you go and, and all these wonderful things. So let ourselves love exactly, love ourselves exactly where we are and just be kind to ourselves too, because maybe that's the something and don't 
cook if you don't want to, that's not your little gift, then go ahead and go read your book or take a bike ride or do something like that. But we're all here to spread love and time to manifest our dreams. So thank you again, Hillary. Thank you everyone for joining us and have a really wonderful evening. Happy October. And until next month, we'll see you again. Take care, everybody. Good night, Hillary. Good night.